the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The prophecy from Joel says the Spirit will be poured out on all flesh. On all flesh. In the Old Testament, the Spirit was poured out on specific people for specific tasks. For example, the Spirit's poured out on David. But now, in the last days, the Spirit will be poured out on all flesh. Again, this begins, Peter tells us, this begins to be fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 on Pentecost and its ultimate fulfillment will be in the kingdom age. Pastor Dan is working through the book of Joel where it says that the Spirit of God will be poured out on all flesh. Can you imagine the joy in heaven as the Spirit is sent out? God is looking at you and saying, I'm not going to leave you alone like an orphan. I'm going to send my Spirit. You will never be alone again. You have a constant companion who is there to comfort, guide, and teach you. In your loneliest moments, you can hold on to the promise of God's Spirit and know you aren't alone. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Joel chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, isn't it amazing what God has done in your life and how he's transformed you? And in many ways, you're not who you used to be. And in many ways, there's not a trace of that person. I know that person's still there, but there's not a trace of it because God has changed you so much. It's like that person never existed or like that never even happened in, in my life. I had a doctor's appointment today. I think I've told everybody this story because it was so striking to me. And it's not going to be striking to you because it hasn't struck anybody that I've told the way it struck me. I had just a checkup, right? And you know, when you go to the doctor and you're in the, the examining room and the nurse comes in and she starts asking you questions about your life, right? And the nurse said to me, have you used tobacco? Not do you use tobacco? Have you used tobacco? And I said to her, do you mean, do you use tobacco? And she said, no, have you used tobacco? I said, well, yeah, I've, I've, I've used tobacco. And then that introduced other questions. Well, did you smoke tobacco? Have you smoked tobacco? Yeah, I've, I've smoked tobacco. Like when I was a teenager, right? Have you che- and then she said, have you chewed tobacco? And I burst out laughing at that point. I said, yes. Once when I was 15 and I puked all night long and I, I well, it was just the one time, please don't tell my parents, they still don't know, you know, have you drank alcohol? I, I have, but it's been like 30 years since I've had a taste of it, but I ha- like, you know what I mean? It's, but that's the old man. And I just, I sat there and laughed and I was like, I can't believe you're asking. I've, I've had to sit there and think, well, have I done that? Yeah. I, yeah. I do remember doing that because that's not who I am anymore. I'm a new creation in Christ. The old man's dead. 
and buried. And God has a way. God has a way of making it as if those things never even happened in your life. You know, the way he transforms us. And here he says, I'm going to restore to you the years the locusts have eaten. I'm not, I'm not giving you time back, but I'm going to give you back everything that you lost in your rebellion, in your sin. I'm just going to restore it back to you. It's going to be like you were never cast aside at all. It's amazing what the Lord does. Look, he says in verse 26, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. What beautiful verses. And my people shall never be put to shame. What a promise to people living through a famine. You will eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. Hasn't God dealt wondrously with you? Just dealt wondrously. Or you just wonder, wow. Look what the Lord has done. You know, for us as believers, we are satisfied in Christ. We're satisfied in Christ. You know the world can leave you empty. The world can leave you unsatisfied. But in Christ we find fulfillment and meaning and satisfaction. And we, we just sit and, and wonder at what he does. In us and for us. Then, verse 27. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. This is talking about the future. This is talking about the kingdom age. When Jesus dwells in the midst of Israel. The Bible tells us that Jesus, when he returns, he will rule from the city of Jerusalem as king of kings and Lord of lords. He'll dwell in the midst of his people. Now, that brings us to verse 28. And verse 28 to the end of this chapter forms a new section. In fact, if you're a note taker in the Hebrew Bible, verses 28 to 32 are actually a separate chapter. In the Hebrew Bible. So verses 28 to 32 are chapter 3 in the Hebrew Bible. And our chapter 3 is their chapter 4 in their Bible. They separate these verses out because they're so important. And they warrant their own chapter in the Hebrew Bible. And they are important. They're important for us. So before we dig into this, let's just read through them. Verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. 
The sun shall be darkened, turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that in that time, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance. As the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. So Joel here describes the pouring out of the Holy Spirit in these days. Now, Joel is not the only place in the Old Testament that describes the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. It's also described in the book of Isaiah. It's also described in the book of Ezekiel in several passages. And it's also described in the book of Zechariah. The pouring out of the Holy Spirit. So pouring out of the Holy Spirit is really an Old Testament doctrine that we see fulfilled in the New Testament. Now, I want you to remember, first of all, the context of Joel. The context of Joel is the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. This is describing the pouring out of the Holy Spirit during the day of the Lord. Now, look at verse 30. Verse 30 to verse 32 And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars and smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass in that day, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Those are, you know, those are cosmic events that will take place during the tribulation period. Jesus talks about them. The book of Revelation talks about them. We've talked about them in recent weeks. Those, that's in the day of the Lord during the tribulation. So what Joel is talking about here, he's talking about the pouring out of the Holy Spirit in the day of the Lord. That period of time at the end. But in the New Testament, and this is where it's important for us. In the New Testament, Peter tells us the pouring out of the Spirit started on Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2. It started in Acts chapter 2, and it will continue into the day of the Lord. This outpouring of the Spirit. It it begins in Acts chapter 2. It continues into the day of the Lord and will continue into the tribulation period and even into the kingdom ages, or the kingdom age, when these verses will be fulfilled ultimately. So Peter tells us when it begins. It begins In Acts chapter 2, with the birth of the church, that's when the Holy Spirit is initially poured out. And Joel's talking about the day of the Lord that's in the future. It's going to begin in Acts chapter 2. It's going to continue until the day of the Lord, which is the church age, right? That we're living in. And it's going to continue on into the day of the Lord. Now, we're going to look at some verses Before we do, I just want to say a couple things, and I want to say them respectfully. Some of you have been taught that the gifts of the Spirit, or some of the gifts of the Spirit, were only for the apostles. Some of you have been taught that some of the gifts of the Spirit were only until the canon of Scripture was completed, and then they ceased. That's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what the Bible teaches. Scripture does not teach that some of the gifts have 
ceased. That argument is really not supported biblically, and we don't have time to really get into the details of that. But I can tell you this, that whole argument that the gifts of some of the gifts of the Spirit cease, like the miracles and the signs and the wonders, that argument began during the Reformation in a reaction to Catholic doctrine and Catholic superstition. When, you know, the Catholics believed that, you know, statues of saints or Mary were, you know, crying, real tears, and if you touch them, you could be healed. And in reaction to that, Protestants in the Reformation said, nope, the miracles ended with the canon of Scripture. And there are no miracles today. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. The supernatural gifts like that, they end it. Also, some of you may have been taught that you receive all you're going to receive from the Holy Spirit when you were saved. And there's not an additional experience with the Holy Spirit. You got it all at salvation. Again, that's not what we see in scriptures. And I say that respectfully. I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm just saying that's just not what you see in scripture. So let's look at some verses together about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and see what the scriptures do say. And this is, this is vital for us, especially in the days that we're living in to understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer and in the life of a church. So let's just look and see what it says. Turn with me over to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Now this is after the resurrection, before the ascension. And John chapter 20, verse 22, Jesus said to his disciples... Verse 22 says, and when he had said this, Jesus breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So this is after the resurrection, before the ascension, Jesus breathes on his disciples and says, receive the Holy Spirit. At this point, they received the Holy Spirit. They have the Holy Spirit now at this point. Now turn with me over to Acts chapter one, probably just a page or two in your Bible. Acts chapter 1, verse 4, speaking of the disciples, again, this is before the ascension, and being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit Not many days from now. The disciples have received the Holy Spirit at this point. We saw that in John chapter 20. They have the Holy Spirit. But now Jesus tells them to wait 
for the baptism with the Holy Spirit. So, so we can see from Scripture, there's a difference between having the Spirit and being baptized with the Spirit. And the disciples have the Spirit. They've received the Spirit. But at this point, they're not baptized with the Spirit. Look down at verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me and Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So now Jesus says the Holy Spirit will come upon them for power. For power. The Greek word here for power is dunamis. We get the word dynamic from it. Now he's talking about the Holy Spirit working in the life of the believer. The dynamic of the Holy Spirit. The power of of the Holy Spirit. They've already received the Holy Spirit. They have the Holy Spirit. But now he's telling them to wait for this other dynamic that's going to have this power that's going to come upon you, the power of the Spirit in your life, that you may be witnesses for me. Now look over in chapter 2, verse 1. Now, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, speaking of the disciples. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So now the disciples are filled with the Holy Spirit. So there's a difference between having the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. They received the Spirit in John chapter 20. Now they're filled with the Spirit. Verse 5, it says, And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born, Parthians and Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Uh, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya joining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. First Corinthians talks about how the gift of tongues is always directed towards God. It's never directed towards man. It's always directed towards God, glorifying God and speaking of the wonderful works of God. Of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others, mocking, said, Ah, oh, they're all full of new wine. Then Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. It's nine o'clock in the morning. They're not drunk. 
Now look at verse 16. Verse 16 is important. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. I want you to note here that Peter points the crowd to the scriptures. When it comes to any spiritual experience, we want to be able to find it and point to it in the scriptures. That will keep you on solid ground. That will keep you from anything weird. Because there's a lot of weird stuff out there in churches. It'll keep you from anything false or fake or unbiblical. If you can point to a verse or point to a passage and say, this is that. This is what Jesus was talking about. This is what was going on in the book of Acts. This is what the epistles expound upon right here. And here, Peter says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is what Joel was talking about when Joel talked about the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. In Joel chapter 2. Then he quotes Joel chapter 2. Look at verse 17. This is the passage we just read in Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He quotes right out of Joel. I want you to notice in verse 17, Peter says, in the last days. The passage in Joel says afterwards. But Peter, he's, he's filled with the Spirit. He's inspired by the Spirit. And he says, in the last days. The pouring out of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost is an indication we're in the last days. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2, it says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days... Spoken to us by his son. Sometimes people will ask, do you think we're living in the last days? According to scripture, we're in the last days. The last days began when Jesus Christ came. So we're in the last days. Sometimes you'll hear hear scoffers say, no, this isn't the last days. According to scriptures, it is the last days. And I want you to notice also, The prophecy from Joel says the spirit will be poured out on all flesh, on all flesh. In the Old Testament, the spirit was poured out on specific people for specific tasks. For example, the spirit's poured out on David. But now in the last days, the spirit will be poured out on all flesh. Again, this begins, Peter tells us this begins to be fulfilled in Acts chapter two on Pentecost and its ultimate fulfillment will be in the kingdom age. When Jesus Christ is ruling and reigning upon the earth. And I want you to notice also, there's no distinction here in age, both young and old, or gender, male or female, or position, even men servants and maid servants. The baptism with the Holy Spirit is available to all believers. And let me, I want to speak specifically to the young people that are here, because we have so many young people that come. The the prophecy about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit specifically includes you. 
listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Joel, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. After reading some of the passages in Joel, you might think he just stepped out of a horror movie. The images that come to mind are in some ways hard to visualize, but also sound really horrible. It's not something you want to be around for, and that's part of the purpose of this book. It's sent as a warning of what's to come. Many people may think that God's cruel and unfair for even enacting these type of events, but the truth is, God's giving a fair warning that He wants people to turn from their wicked ways and turn to Him for salvation. When people willfully reject His saving grace, consequences are bound to come. Do you understand what this saving grace means? If not, would you call us and get some more clarity on God's salvation? Our number is 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk to you about this life-altering decision that will ultimately rescue you from the things talked about in the book of Joel. If you'd prefer to research what saving grace means on your own, Go to calvaryec.com and find out what we believe the Bible says under the About tab. You can email us too. Once again, that website is calvaryec.com. Join us for another edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.